good afternoon. It is 1.56 p.m. January 23rd, 2022. And I just wanted to get on here because I was uh, talking to Eric Friday. And so I recorded it, but it really, I don't know, just, it was kind of just talking. So um, I'm leaving it in my draft. So when my kids do end up listening to this when I'm old and gone, they'll have it in there. But, um, I don't know, thinking about all of them, like going back and remembering or consciously thinking about my childhood and tr the memories that I do remember like pop up. And it's weird. Like if you, if you sit there and you really think about it, which I never really did, um, unless it was because I was triggered. I never consciously went back to remember to really think about it and, um, go back to that place now as an adult, um, who can see it from an intellectual and, um, I don't know, uh, what other word, like what I use, like from an adult point of view. And, um, and so as I've been doing that, it's, crazy how I don't know if it's because you think about a memory so it brings up another memory and so I've been going through that or whatever um but it had me thinking and um me and Eric were I think it was Friday and we were just in the kitchen and um I just asked him I was like you know because I may think I did a great job at parenting but really in order to really know I mean of course I can see by how my kids act with me now or how the, the relationship we have now that they're young adults or I don't know, Cameron's kind of a full-fledged adult, right? It's funny how even though they are, even me who I think I'm a very conscious um, parent um, to realize that they're full-fledged adults, right? Um, but anyway, so since I've been thinking about that, I asked Eric, I was like, so like, do you have, like, I know we all have trauma. I, I don't think there's one of us that has gone through life without some sort of trauma. And it may not even be that the situation that they were in was this horrible, abusive, you know, they may have had great parents, but there's always something that happens to us or that we saw, even if it wasn't at home, maybe it was somewhere else and it affects us. Um, and how we perceive things sometimes. And so um, I asked him, I was like, so do you like remember, do you have any like really traumatizing childhood memories? And he's like, not really. He's like, well, I have one. And I was, I was like, just one. And he's like, that really stays with me. And, um, it, it kind of took me back to that moment, the shame. Um, I don't think I've ever talked about this before, but, um, I was caught uh, about 
uh oh, I guess it was about eight or maybe 10 years ago. Maybe it's been 10 years. Um, when I was, I think the drug use was coming to a place where I, it was, it was, I was spiraling. Like I was, I was so fucked up. Um, and, um, I don't know, maybe I have talked about it on here, but, um, you know, when I started on the pills, I kind of have had a relationship with them almost since I was a teenager because I've always had so many painful, um, like issues. Like I had endometriosis and that was one of the worst pains, um, that I ever endured. And, uh, if anybody has any, um, like knowledge of endometriosis um they don't really know what what causes it but it's a buildup of the scar tissue on your uterus and it like grows and it's very very painful and it leads to infertility and all kinds of you know a lot of people have to have hysterectomies because of it um but um so i would be given opiates because but it, it, sometimes, not all the times, because doctors were very against it. Like, there's nothing you can do, you know. And so we essentially had to just live with that pain. Um, but sometimes I would get doctors who who would um, give me some. Um, but I didn't take them all the, all the time. It's just like sporadically throughout my teenage years up until I guess I started taking them every day, which I want to say... God, I don't know if it was my early 30s where my doctor would prescribe them to me all the time. And by the, at this point, I had already had kids. So my endometriosis, amazingly enough, also real quick side note, um, I had endometriosis until I had my first child. Like after my kid, after Cameron, I didn't have problems anymore. It was crazy. It was crazy how like that healed my endometriosis. Um, and that's another story for because, I, you know, I was told I probably wouldn't have kids because I only have one ovary and one fallopian tube due to an abscess that had ruptured. And um, they thought I was going to have to have a hysterectomy. But like I said, that's another story. <laughs> Anyways. So um, I don't it was a gradual process from taking uh pain pills you know every once in a while to then needing them to function uh, but i want to say it started probably in my 30s and i just had a doctor who would give them to me all the time and so of course you know i told myself and everybody else you know i never hid it that i took pain pills it wasn't it wasn't like i didn't tell people because i did but now looking back of course I know how stupid I was or not stupid just you know I was lying to myself to make myself feel better but you know they were prescribed by a doctor and yes I take them but they're prescribed blah 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 and initially when I started taking them I took them because they did they gave me energy they made me feel more productive um you know I thought there were things that made me better and and I'd be lying if I said I didn't uh for a while right like I was able to do all the things 
pick up my kids from school, take them to dancing, take them to practice, take them to this, take them to that, whatever it was. I did that shit. My house was spotless. Um, everything was perfect until it wasn't. And it's crazy because it doesn't, of course, happen overnight, but it seems like it does. Like, it went from just every once in a while to needing them daily to um, when the law started getting stricter. Um, finding a, a, a pill mill, a pain clinic that she would not even see me in, um, in a waiting room. We went, sat at her desk. She wrote it out. We left. Like, that was literally... Um, and it was like $250 a month plus the medicine. Um, so, of course, getting, an, you know, and then once the doctor stopped, I found him on the streets from people who were pain patient clinic uh, or pain clinic patients, but they wouldn't take them. They would sell them. And that was very expensive and in order to be able to keep um andrew unaware of the depths of my addiction i would steal i would steal from dillard's from walmart wherever and i always um justified that with uh these are large corporations they make millions like i'm not hurting anybody uh they're gonna be fine they're they're gonna they're not gonna miss it you know that was my the lie i told myself um and to some degree i'm not saying it's okay because i know it's not but to some degree i i still do feel like if somebody else is doing it like i ain't gonna judge you like but regardless of of what we believe and whether we believe it's right or wrong according to the law it is wrong and so you get caught you're going to jail and that is traumatizing, y'all. Um, and I got caught. And this time, I'm so off subject. I'm telling y'all this whole other story to tell y'all what I was talking to Eric about. So let me try to get back on track. Um, and I'll maybe tell that story another time. Um, but one of the times that I got caught... And this was like right before um, right before maybe a year or two before I finally was like this shit isn't cool. Like you need you're an addict. You're fucked up. You need to get your shit together or else you're going to lose everything. And um that also with the difficulty, like it even got worse. I don't remember if it was in 2015. Um, they came down even, I don't remember exactly what happened, but there was like a law that passed that made them, I don't even remember. Um, and so the pill mill like called me and was like, doctor, whatever, isn't giving out any more pain pills. And that's it. Like it was a... And that's what's so fucked up. Like, and I know people are going to be like, well, you shouldn't be a drug addict, blah, 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 blah. It's not that easy. You know, like I didn't go into this becoming a drug like, oh, I did have legitimate pain issues. I did have 
you know, and I'm not saying that anyways, this is just, we'd get be here forever talking about that. Um, but for people who are addicts and you're ta it's taken away from you like that, like you're an addict, you need that, or you, you feel like you need that stuff to survive or you will die. And so people who aren't weaned off of this, like they're going to try to find that high, whatever they, whatever way they can. And usually what happens is they start doing heroin and like, like that's when shit gets real fucked up. Like you're fucking smoking heroin or shooting up heroin. And so that would have been my next recourse. And I guess by the grace, of, no, I don't guess. I know that it was only by God's hands that I didn't do that. Um, because I knew there was no coming back from that. And I was like, I could never do that to my family. So I went into horrible withdrawals. And it was one of the most awful experiences of my life. And um, I also found Kratom, which I'm probably isn't great that I still take it, but that really helped me. Um, and I still take it to this day, um, every day. And I don't know if that's because I've traded that addiction for this addiction, maybe. Because I'll always be an addict. Um, and especially, I feel like, because I really don't know how I did it. I just know that I did it. I always were like, I'm finding one bottle of pills away from relapsing. Like, you know, that's why I, I tell, I've, I've been pretty honest with all my family. Like, I'm so grateful that I'm not on those pills every day, but I know, and it's happened over, like, it hasn't happened in a long time. But if I go to somebody's house, and, and I'm ashamed to say it, but it's true. And um, I'm in their restroom, and they have a bottle of pills. Like, I take a couple. I'm not even going to lie. Because I am, I will always be an addict. Um, and like I said, that hasn't happened in a long time. I've gotten better at not looking for anything. Like... The addict in me used to go and open, like, I know, shame, right? That I would go to my family's house and look in their cabinets. But I would. Um, and so I've gotten pretty good at not, open. like, if I go to somebody's house, I don't look at for anything. I'm not, like, and I guess that's kind of good, right? That I don't go looking for them anymore. Um, but anyways, this was... So way off subject. Um, so when I asked Eric, he's when I asked when I asked Eric, he said um, when I was, he said he was no. So this was oh, longer than ten. No, he said he was about ten or eleven. He said he remembers that I got caught at Walmart <laughs> stealing, and uh, they took us to the back or whatever. And my poor baby was so scared. I felt so awful. Because uh, he was so scared that they were going to take me to jail. And what a blessing that they didn't. Like they didn't. Like God has protected me and tried to guide me. And there's been so many times that he warned me. Like there were always things that would happen before something big happened. To tell me you need to stop. You need to stop. And I didn't. 
And um, so they released me, but Eric was so, he's like, every time I think about it, like it takes me back. He's like, but then he's like, it's not because it's funny, but now it's funny because, and it's not funny. I'm not trying to make light of the situation. Um, but I had stole a pack of ham. Ham's expensive, y'all. Okay, I'm sorry. Ham's expensive. Uh, $8 for a pack of ham was a lot to me, okay? And she pulled, the lady pulls out a package of ham out of my purse. And the look on her face, like, this bitch really stole ham. And I was like, don't judge me. Like, that was the thought in my head. But anyways. Um, but yeah. And I was like, yeah, I remember that. He's like, yeah, that fucked me up. He's like, but I will never steal. I will never. Like, that scared me that I was like... You know, and that's, I'm sorry that I put you through that, but like, it scared you to, and so you won't ever do that. Like, you know, maybe that was your lesson in that, that you learned. And, um, so anyways, what was the point of this? Oh, but he was like, but mom, you know, like, he said, I don't remember exactly what he said, but. Out of all his friends, he's the only one who enjoys being with his parents, that likes being around his parents, that um, does things with his parents. And I was like, well, that says something. I mean, he's like, yeah, he's like, I was like, if you if somebody asked you. How were you parented or what did your parents do that you think they did right or and he says. We had freedom freedom with boundaries though and I was like I love that he's like yeah you gave us freedom but we had boundaries and he's like and that's parenting with a purpose and I was like oh you gave me a title to a book okay and I was like I don't know what the point of this story was but I think it made me happy. It made me proud of myself. Because we, I think everybody has a hard time uh, taking, I don't know what's the word I'm like, being proud of their accomplishments, being proud of who they are of having confidence in knowing that you did good things um because i never see myself the way others see me obviously and i and i feel like i've done a lot of work on that but i think that's where this work comes in because i still need other people to like Tell me I did good, that I'm good at whatever it is, whether it's parenting, whether it's cooking, whether it's that, whatever it is. I always want to hear other people tell me that I did good. Um, and I don't know. But when he told me that, I was like, that sounds good. I love that. Yeah, I think that was the point of my story. Anyways, let me get off the damn phone. I'm starting to ramble.